0: Welcome to the Telford Minster podcast. Thank you for joining us and listening along. Our vision is to make Jesus known in Telford and we hope that your attention is grabbed by Jesus today and what he is doing in your life. We have now moved into the completed Minster space on Southwater Square in Telford and we'd love to invite you to come along and give church a try at our 4pm gatherings every Sunday opposite Wilco's and above Novella Lounge. Enjoy the podcast. So today's reading is taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting at verse 1. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling, because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened, because we do not wish to be unclothed but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling so that our mortal oh, hang on lost it so that our mortal may be swallowed so what is mortal may be swallowed up by life now the one who has fashioned for fashioned us for this purpose is god who has given us the spirit as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and we prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due to us for the things we've done while in the body, whether good or bad. Since then, we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, as some say, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Thanks be to God for his word.
1: That's quite a difficult passage, isn't it? When you actually look at it, it's quite complicated in lots of different ways. So I really want to break it down, but not talk for too long. In 2002, the late Queen said, I know just how much I rely on my own faith to guide me through the good times and the bad. I know how much I rely on my own faith to guide me. Now, I want you to remember that quote in the coming weeks as well. Our queen was an evangelist. She loved Jesus. And that's where I wanted to start before we even get into this passage. So on Thursday, we learned of her death. It's a momentous shift in this nation at a time when we've got momentous shifts in so many places. Economic shifts, government shifts, where people are looking and going, I don't know where my stability is. Now, I think I'm probably about the oldest here. And, yeah, I'm definitely not youth. (laughs) But in that, I have never known anybody else on the throne, ever. So, through everything that I've seen, there's always been that one constant, the Queen, and now that's gone. So, where do we put our stability? Where do we look to? The Passage that we're looking at today puts us face to face with death. And it's not a subject that many of us are comfortable looking at, is it? We don't tend to actually even talk about death. We use different euphemisms for it. They've passed, they've kicked the bucket. All sorts of different things. Because we actually don't want to face the fact that at a certain point, each and every one of us here will die. We have to face that. And this passage is absolutely in our face there. But what it says is in the first line, for we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. So when this goes, we have somewhere else to go. In verse 5, it says, Now the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God, who has given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Did you hear that? Guaranteeing what is to come. Clearly, death is not the end. It is not the end. And his Spirit in us tells us this. But that's when we know Jesus. That's when we're raised up with him. That's when we have Jesus living in us. And that's where we get our guarantee from. That's where we get our stability from. Where we know the answer to these questions. Not what it looks like. But we can have a peace as we approach it. In the upside down way of the gospel, we have the ending first, don't we? It starts at death. And then we have that guarantee of what, are those, of what is to come for those who believe in Jesus. But what about the now? This passage is saying, yes, there is death, but what about now? How are we going to live now? Paul wrote 2 Corinthians to be used for such a time as this. Paul's theology was never about isolated individuals. It was never about isolated people. It was always written to a community. He writes to the church at. In all his letters, he writes to a whole community because he believes that community is the way that we learn. Community is what we're built for. And he was looking to radically shift a first century culture from being orientated In me, to a place where deep, incredible relationships were formed based on having a communion with the Messiah that put Jesus at the very heart of everything, at the very forefront of everything. Is that not what you desire? That deep relationship with community, that depth of fellowship with others that says, This is who Jesus is. And slowly we untangle. Who am I? Where's my identity to? Actually, who is this Jesus in my life? Our focus shifts from us to Jesus. We step from the, I'm not sure where I'm going. I'm not sure where, what I'm doing to... Actually, the one certainty, the thing that anchors us is Jesus. I love how in the Bible, every time there is a question, God comes in and says... I am. In Job, when there's the whirlwind, he doesn't say, here's the answer to the questions that you're asking. What he says is, I am. Because the certainty is always found in Jesus. That's where we have to look to first. That's where our anchor is. Not in the world that goes around us, where there's shifting things again and again and again, and constant change. How do we cope with constant change? Because we have a certainty that underpins absolutely every place we put our feet. And that certainty is that Jesus died for us and then was raised so that we could have life in all its fullness. And by believing in Jesus, we live for eternity. We just don't live for eternity in these bodies. But that spirit in us guarantees us that. 2 Corinthians speaks of his ministry as being a ministry of the new covenant. In chapters 3 and 4, hearts are changed. When you came to believe in Jesus, were your hearts changed? Because I know mine was. My heart shifted totally. 2 Corinthians 5 is talking of a new creation in which nothing remains the same. And it's talking about a ministry of reconciliation, which brings peace and forgiveness and restoration and love into our lives. That's what we want, isn't it? Into our lives and into the communities that we belong to. Into our families. The ones that know Jesus and the ones that don't yet know Jesus. And it's also a place of sanctification as well. Sanctification is a really old-fashioned word, isn't it? And we don't use it often. But it's a word that means the action or process of being freed from sin, being made holy. But the process of sanctification takes deliberate action on our part. And that action is to believe in Jesus. That's the first step. And that's what Paul's calling us to again and again and again. He's calling us into relationship with this Jesus. If any of you know where Paul has shifted from, he was the one who persecuted these people. He was the one who held the coats and watched them be killed. And then God got hold of his heart and shifted him from being Saul to being Paul. his heart changed. He saw things differently. He became part of a community he was prepared to fight for and die for because it was not about him anymore. It was about Jesus. And we have an imperative to work at this at all levels, in all the places that we go to. We talk about people that don't believe in Jesus but I love the fact that they don't yet believe in Jesus there is a call on every single person alive at this point now speaking into their very hearts calling them by name just as we were called by name, just as our queen was called by name and she stood there And she declared Jesus again and again and again. This is the good news which transforms us and makes us, precisely for that reason, take responsibility for living out this incredible gospel in the new world that God has launched in this message of the Messiah, Christ Jesus. Verse 14 says, For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. What does that mean? It means, as Christ died for us, we identify with that. Just as he died, I die that Christ may live in me. I'm not important. But weirdly... Even though I'm not important, he knows what I love. He knows what I need. And he fills my heart. Seek ye first the kingdom, then everything else is added. It's never about seeking our identity. It's never about seeking what we want first. It's always about seeking his kingdom. And in that, somehow... We land in the place where we feel fulfilled, where we feel whole, where we feel set free. Because Christ came to set us free. He dies so that we would be free. And he rose so that we would understand this. That spirit that lives in us guarantees this. So is Christ's love compelling you? Are you hearing him call you by name for such a time as this? Are you hearing his heartbeat now? That rhythm again and again and again. Each of us at this very point are being called by name. He's speaking to us individually now and saying a myriad of different things. The things that we each need to hear now that lifts us up. Christ's love compels us. To what? The answer is found in verse 15. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. A community prepared to live for others. That call on us, is as a community prepared to live for others Another of the quotes from our late queen When I was 21 I pledged my life to the service of our people And I asked for God's help to make good that vow Although that vow was made in my salad days, when I was green in judgment, I do not regret or retract one word of it. How powerful is that? How powerful a statement is that? A life of service to others And publicly, she stated she did not regret that. But again, let's be clear where she found her stability, her strength. Another quote. For me, the life of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, is an inspiration and an anchor in my life a role model of reconciliation and forgiveness. He stretched out his hands in love, acceptance, and healing. Her stability, her anchor was in Jesus. Galatians 2.20 says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Do you trust? Do you love Jesus? That's how we live. That's how we have to live. That's where we get our stability from. That's what compels us to serve in so many different ways. There's an old prayer, St. Patrick's Breastplate. And I think some of you know it already. Would it be okay if I prayed that over you to end this? Is that okay? I bind unto myself today the power of God to hold and lead. Christ be with me, Christ behind me. God's eye to watch, God's might to stay, God's ear to heaven to hearken to my need, Christ before, beneath, beside me. The wisdom of my God to teach, God's hand to guide, God's shield to ward, Christ be near me, Christ above me. The word of God to give me speech, God's heaven's host to be our guard, Christ in hearts of all that love me, Christ be with me, Christ within me, Christ behind me, Christ before me, Christ beside me, Christ to win me, Christ comfort and restore me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ in quiet, Christ in danger, Christ in hearts of all that love me, Christ in mouth of friend and stranger in the name of the sacred three Father, Son and Holy Spirit Amen I bind unto myself today let us bind Christ to us today let us follow him and hear his rhythm and his call
0: Thank you for joining us. We hope it blessed you. For more episodes and teachings, you can subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, or even share it on your socials. Tag us at Telferminster on Facebook or Instagram. For this and more, head to telferminster.org.uk.